There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar, and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle at Bovida. This is Box Press. I'm toasting the foot of the Zarahemla. Zarahemla. You, Zarahemla. Got, you nailed it. It's a catchy name. Mm-hmm. That will it's a unique name. Become tripping off people's tongues. Yep. Yep, it's gonna take uh, it's gonna take a minute for people to figure it out, and that's okay. Does that it have means, a nickname? Uh, no, not really. I mean, that's our only box pressed offering, so you could call it. Is it, it the only one that starts with a Z? It is. So this could be the Z. The Z. There you go. Short the and Z. sweet. Yeah, the Z. I like that. We have a we have a, a, a friend in media who likes to go. We have another cigar called the Deseret uh, that she refon- fondly refers to as the D, and that's a little different. But well, I don't want to talk about hilarious. The D, yeah, I do want to talk about the Z. I don't want to talk about the D either. I'm I'm smoking the Z, but I will not be smoking. Let's not smoke any D right now. No, sir. Yeah, yeah. Deal. Brandon. Yes. Olveson. Apostate Cigars. Yes, sir. How long ago did it start? Uh, We formed the company in 2020. So New. New. Yeah, we're new. Absolutely. It's exciting, but you're an old school cigar guy. So I've been smoking cigars for quite a while, uh, and then I got into the retail side of the game uh, in 2016. Yeah. So uh, my partner Kendrick owns Beehive Cigars in Salt Lake City. I was his uh, GM and, and buyer over there for a number of years. And that's, uh, he is now my partner in Apostate. Uh, we, we took the opportunity during the pandemic to stretch our legs and grow a little and do this something different. This is yummy. Pretty good? Yeah, this is yummy. So, well, let's talk about it real quick. You've got a Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper on there. You've got a Cameroon binder, genuine Cameroon from Africa. Cameroon is a growing region, not a seed varietal. So it's Cameroon. It's from Africa, and then uh, a little filler from uh, uh, San Andres and Dominican Republic. Complex, kind of bready. Yeah. It's a nice start. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's our most stout blend, but it is still not a heavy blend. We we don't really blend for strength. We blend for flavor, and we like to smoke all day. So I don't want a cigar that's going to knock me out of the game for the day. And the so, draw is yeah. effortless. Yeah. So Tabaclera Palma is who's making those for us. Hochi Blanco, he makes La Galera. Yeah. Uh, you've got Lion Structura coming out of there, San Parai, Matilde. Uh, a lot of good brands coming out of there, and his construction's impeccable. Love it. Yeah, yeah. that's a well-constructed cigar, and the start is really nice. Yeah, it's going to develop on you, too, for sure. Well, good. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, as, I'm glad as you, you like it. As we continue to tell the story yes. of apostasy. <laughs> and then, oh, what a tale. Uh, for the... Viewers at home that aren't familiar with yeah. the word. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, obviously it's a religious term. Uh, every religion has their own form of what apostasy looks like, right? For us growing up in Utah, my partner and I, uh, we had very parallel experiences growing up in the Mormon faith. Uh, he, You've seen the missionaries out and about with their white shirts and their black name tags. He and I both got to do that. Uh, he went to Scotland. I actually was lucky. I, I went to the Dominican Republic. <laughs> and so... I learned the language, I learned the culture. I saw tobacco fields when I was 20 years old and didn't know how important they were to the economy down there, you know. Uh, clueless kid. Came home, had a little crisis of faith, and uh, ultimately decided that particular religion was not for me and, and, and walked away. When you leave the Mormon faith, they are very fond of calling you an apostate. Uh, and it's not a term of endearment at all. They, they want you to feel uncomfortable. Right. And I did. And when you grow up in Utah, I mean, that's your... That's your community. That's your whole, that's your reality, right? Everybody you know. Uh, so I lost my community when I walked away for wanting to find my own journey, find my own path, right? 
found community again when I found cigars. So to me, it, it just makes sense, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna embrace the cigar community and be a part of it and try to add to it, what part of my history tells that story the best for us? Well, being an apostate is how it started. So, it's a great name yeah. for a cigar company. I think it works. Yeah, I think it's got a vibe. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm impressed with the start of the cigar. Good. Mm. And I am smoking our other release. We've released two blends at the show. You're smoking number six. Turn that that this way. This is number five. It's called the Sword of Laban. Uh, all of our cigars are in some way a reference to Mormon mythology, right? So we're trying to tell our story and embrace our roots, but also make it our own, right? And so the Sword of Laban is, uh, is a little story from the Book of Mormon that, that we've decided to adopt. Uh, if you look at our band and you look at all the symbols on the band, each symbol represents one of the cigars in the line. And so it spells out apostate. It's a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> but the Sword like of Laban, it. the letter T in the symbols is a sword. So we named it the Sword of Laban. And this one is a Churchill 47 ring gauge, seven and a quarter length, uh, Corojo wrapper from, from Ecuador, and San Andres binder, and then all Dominican filler. A lot of sweet tobacco from the Hakagua region. Uh, it's got a bit of a dried fruit thing going on on the palate. It's very smooth, creamy. I love this cigar. It's very good. There's a lot of thinking that went into this, mm -hmm. concocting this brand. Yeah. Um, coming from the retail side, I think that helps, right? Because I spent a number of years seeing the new brands, uh, talking to new brand owners, seeing their ideas, how are they standing out, um, and the ones who are doing well at it are the ones who do it on purpose, right? Every, they're very deliberate. Uh, we talked earlier about Black Label Trading Company, prime example. Everything James does is on purpose, right? Matt Booth, Room 101, on purpose all the way. Foundation, I could name a dozen. But that's kind of the, not necessarily inspiration, but sort of like, okay, if we're going to do this and we're going to be taken seriously and we're going to enjoy it and it's going to go somewhere, it has to be on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You have to no, be that's a, that's yeah. a great observation about mm -hmm. those other companies mm -hmm. um, because that's not the standard in the industry. There's a lot of... It's like a little counterculture almost, right? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I, and yeah. it's cool yeah. and it's interesting. And, and I think if I were to ask you the question... Where does one start with the line? Is this the begin? Is this the beginning point? Is this where you would introduce someone? Uh, if you had one chance to win someone's love and affection for your brand, where would you start them? Where, what's, Honestly, what's I, the first hello? The first hello and the cigar that I love handing people uh, to not only surprise them a little bit, but to show them how deliberate we're being is our fourth release. It's called the Feathered Serpent. It's a candela. The feathered serpent. Feathered serpent, and it's a candela, and it's okay. So candelas. So candelas. Mm -hmm. I've never been a fan of candelas, but right. you know, you know why? Why? Because I've never really tried them. <laughs> okay, see, that's the thing. So, and, and if you wind back the clock far enough, you know, we're talking 50s, 60s, 70s in the in the United States. Candela was predominantly what you would find. Uh, they called it the American selection. It was it was the most popular wrapper you'd find on a cigar. And then you came along with the Maduros and the people taking more time to ferment and the market sort of exploded in the 90s with the, with the cigar boom in the 90s. And Candela kind of slipped under the radar, fell back a little bit. And now you see Candela and people are doing it well. But the whole reason we blended the Candela is that we are Candela lovers. I love a good Candela and I wanted to bring it to the daily smoker. 
So I, you must have actually given Candela's a chance. Oh yeah, absolutely. My yeah. problem is I go into my local store where I spend a significant amount of time and money, and there's one Candela. Right, in the there's store. not much. Right, yeah. people either, as far as retailers go embrace the idea of a candela and make it available to their customers or assume that because nobody's asking about it you shouldn't waste your time putting it on the shelf right right yeah absolutely. and and to, uh, valid for our group the guys that generally hang out mm -hmm. at uh, cigar jones where i spend a lot of my time okay yeah they uh somebody finds a cigar and they try it and they tell a guy and then yep. they tell a guy and then the box is gone and yep, yep. Word you of know. mouth is huge, absolutely, yeah. And and at Kendrick's shop in Salt Lake, it's the same way. You've got your core group of customers. Uh, when one of them finds something noteworthy, everyone else is buying it, and then, like you said, the box is gone, right? Absolutely. I think word of mouth is powerful. That's exactly what we're trying to do with that Candela. And I think it's worked because everyone coming to the booth right now is like, hey, I heard you have a great Candela. Let's see it. So that's I, I like to lead with that. We're, we're coming to the booth to do some B-roll, and guess yeah, what I'm going to yeah. look for? Please, yeah. Wait till you see it. It's the but greenest I'm, candela. I'm proud ever of seen. myself for admitting that I never gave candelas a chance. <laughs> Look, it is what it is. I, I, that's that's the whole thing we're trying to to compete with. Is it's not talked about a lot. It's not smoked a lot. Uh, but it deserves attention. It's a beautiful leaf, and when it's blended well, it it stands out. It shines. It shouldn't just be your St. Patrick's Day novelty cigar. It, it should be something that's deserves daily rotation and so that's what we're trying to do yeah so how so there's two uh, question one of our uh kevin our marketing guy uh, marketing specialist asked me today about the the different bands the mm -hmm. the brand band mm -hmm. and the subtitle brand mm -hmm. uh, band if you will yeah um where do you want people to be with regard to apostate cigars and I'm inclined I'll lead the question a little bit I'm far more interested in this band for my flavor profile and my my affinity this is lovely and it's wonderful and I'm going to become loyal to this right <laughs> I'm already loyal to this this cigar is starting out excellent absolutely yeah. beautifully look at the burn line on there it's perfect but yeah what what and I almost lit it properly so um <laughs> But if I, so I'm, my only experience with apostate is the Z. Okay, yeah. Which is what I'm I calling I mean, that's it. a great entry. Like you asked what, what a good entry would be. Right. I'm proud to show that to people as their first intro to apostate. My hesitation with showing them the Zarahemla first is that it is our most stout, you know, if you've got guys who like, you know that that's what they're looking for, a nice stout, this robust cigar. This is so in my zone. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, right. I, I smoke a significant amount of cigars. Right. Um, could probably benefit from giving my palate a rest <laughs> from time to time. But I love cigars. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. For me, that's that's niche for me. That's that's my smoking wheelhouse all day. I love that profile. For me personally, if I'm going to reach for a cigar at the end of the day, that's the experience I want. Uh, I don't know that I would put it in a beginning smoker's hands first. or Yeah, I wouldn't either. You know? Um, if someone hasn't smoked apostate before and they want an intro to the brand and they they're an old hat at cigars like yourself, hell yeah, let's try that first. So where yeah. do you take them next? What where do, where's the journey take you with the so, rest of the line? Um, our our best selling cigar and probably the one um, that I smoke the most is called the Deseret. Uh, it's our Maduro. 
San Andres wrap Maduro, uh, Dominican binder, and then you've got a combination of Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers on there. It's, it's a very rich, flavorful Maduro with a ton of sweetness. It's got those good earthy notes from Nicaragua. It's got those good sweet notes from Hakago in the DR. Um, but it's not heavy. It's not. It's it's a medium plus at most. And the name means the Deseret. So when uh, when Brigham Young and the Mormons made their way out west uh, after fleeing from the Midwest, they uh, they came upon Utah. <clears throat> excuse me, and called it uh, the territory of Deseret. It's a Book of Mormon term that means honeybee. Uh, now Utah is is the uh, the beehive state, right? It's so it's there's it's their it's their fondness for industriousness and being hardworking. They, they, they liken themselves to the honeybee. They're always doing something, right? So that's where the name of the Deseret comes from. It, that whole territory, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, where we are now, uh, used to be part of the territory of Deseret. So, yeah. Yeah, this just changed. Yeah, it'll do that a couple more times on you too. Yeah, it's gonna develop. I love that cigar. Yeah, <laughs> I love this cigar too. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. I'm really glad you like it. I that's mean, I'm great. impressed. There's a lot of, you know, sure. there's a lot of, I don't want to say mediocre, but predictable and somewhat I, yeah, unspectacular. I hate the term mediocre because at that point you're going to alienate somebody who loves that cigar, right? right. And I never want to do that. There's a cigar for everybody, but there's a smoker for every cigar, right? So right. everyone's like, there's a cigar for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. But there's a smoker for every cigar. Good, bad, indifferent, mediocre, whatever you want to call it. I feel like my best approach is, you know what, that's not for me, but I know somebody who would love it. This yeah. is definitely for me. Good. It's for yeah, me too. so it's a relatively thing. young company. Yeah, three years old. About three years. Yep. Where, where do your expectations meet reality in terms of, if you knew, then what you know now, <laughs> was there any adjustments Man. you'd make, or is it has it been surprising and inspiring? Or honestly, I feel like uh, our approach to uh, the manufacturing side of things is very parallel to our approach with the retail side of things, wherein. We're just gonna have to kind of do what works for our market, um, do what works for what our community is is asking for, and do something that adopts our approach, our style, right? It, it holds our personality and is loyal to that. It, it's the same thing on the manufacturing side. We're not trying to run out here and open up 500 accounts in, in the first three years. You know, We're trying to work with retailers who have similar goals, right? So if your goal as a retailer is you're building community, you have an open-minded humidor and you've got a tobacconist who knows how to talk about cigars that's the shop for us because it's going to take you as a as a tobacconist selling a new brand by hand right, right. nobody's going to walk in and be like oh yeah apostate i'm going to try that you, you got to talk to them about it you got to show them you got to say hey you know what you like this let's try this from apostate it's a new brand i think you'll like it it's on the retailer to sell them the first cigar it, it's on me to make sure they come back for number two right, right. so I feel like as long as we stay true to our, our sort of demands for quality, um, the ingredients we're using, the amount of time we're taking to blend a cigar and, and be deliberate, I think as long as we keep that in mind, we're going to be fine. There's no timeline. There's no, you know, we need this by then. There's none of that. It's, we're just doing what we do. Um, it's facilitating our passion for community. It's facilitating, facilitating our passion for creativity. We get to go mess around. You know, it's fun. We're well, just having fun. Uh, the whole ethic behind our company is that we accentuate people's passions. We're an asterisk on the cigar industry. We're not the star of the show. We're just a supporting cast. We want to put people in a position 
yeah. to enjoy this at the ideal at the way it's supposed to be enjoyed right yeah and that's similar to your yes. ethic of building community yeah and it's my and my partner says it all the time and it's my the favorite thing i've ever heard is it's it's not about the cigar it's about what the cigar does right it's it's about a bunch of people in a room finding something to talk about finding a way to connect and you happen to be doing it over some rolled up dead leaves you know what i mean <laughs> at the end of the day we're all just pushing rolled up dead leaves uh but tobacco has been a, a sacred spiritual experience for centuries right we're trying to hold on to that like it's it's community it's this is the this is the new tribal campfire right there's not a lot of that around anymore yeah and it, i think it's fantastic that your story starts with you voluntary walk away from the the church of your youth but right upon walking away uh, they want to make it at least seem like you were ostracized because that's the, the way they the hurt feelings thing yeah it's it's a weird little combination of like they pity you but they also want nothing to do with you but then <laughs> but then in this community when you walk into this world right you end up with this underlying ethic of inclusion yes with, and decency yes. and kindness yeah. and regard and respect yeah. And some of the tradition around these cigar houses yeah. is pretty re you can't, remarkable. You cannot ignore the rich tradition uh, in this industry. I mean, you've got families who've been doing this for hundreds of years. You cannot ignore that. And I can't show up as a new manufacturer to the game pretending that I've got that figured out. I, I can't pretend that I'm a, a, a part of that. I, I'm new to this world, right, relatively speaking. So all I can do is bring my experience for how cigars have enriched my life and try to pass that on. So before you started your own line, what cigars did you gravitate to personally? What were your go-tos when you were in the retail business? I was pretty eclectic. I, I smoke, I mean, as the buyer for Beehive, I, I smoked thousands of cigars, right? Because you have to. You have to know what you're talking about when you're trying to make recommendations, right? Yeah, but you had right? something so, that you went to that was like your fetish. Absolutely, yeah. What, what, yeah. what, what would... Qualify Cigars it. in my wheelhouse would be Black Label Trading. Um, Room 101 is right up my alley. Illusione. I love everything Dion makes. That guy's insane. Uh, Sokka makes kick-ass stuff. Um, if I had to narrow it down to what I smoked the most, it would be La Galera and probably Room 101. Those are the two that I would go to So that's most actually often. maybe a good uh, heads up for people that have had experience with those lines. Sure. That want to take a chance on a new... Yeah, it's, it's a great way to say, is apostate going to fit in my wheelhouse? Yeah, absolutely. If you gravitate to any of those. Now, I'm not saying that our blends are, are molded after that by any means, but I know what I enjoyed out of those cigars, and I, we try to bring that to what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Now, are you out in the marketplace doing events all the time? All the is time. that a part of your wheelhouse? Yeah. All the time. Yeah, I'm on the road about two weeks a month, um, just visiting shops, visiting lounges, shaking hands, getting to know the smokers. We love doing events. Uh, we just got back from a round of events in California a couple weeks ago. Uh, just got back from a road trip through Colorado last week, you know, so it's it's good. Yeah, I, I love being face-to-face. -face. I, I could sit at home and, and try to work from home and cold call shops and see how it goes, um, or I can get out there and meet the people who are actually passionate about it and, and sit in their space and enjoy their company. Yeah, you know? and there's a, a great salt in the industry sat in that chair a few hours ago, Rafael Nadal. Oh, Rafael, yeah. He's a guy that Come is on. not <laughs> does not hesitate to go into the store. Yeah, you have to. 
just spends tremendous amount of time interacting with people and sharing with them on a personal level. I want to hear their story. Yeah, how it is. Right. What? How they came up with the blend. Right. What they're you know giving them an opportunity to say, okay, I like this guy. I mean, right. you're a likable chap. I mean, <laughs> thanks. And I would have. I would have. Uh, I would highly recommend this cigar to anybody that that is interested in a new adventure mm-hmm. in cigars. The Apostate Cigar Company. Now, how many uh, total facings do you have? If you um, so these two being released at the show put us up to six. Now we have six facings on the market. We are a little different in that we are not doing multiple sizes per blend. We have one vitola per blend, and they're varying vitolas. We have a, a good variety of vitolas, but for example. Uh, the initiatory, our first blend, that's a six by fifty-two Toro. The Deseret is a five and a quarter by fifty-four Robusto. Our Liahona, the Connecticut, is a forty-five ring gauge torpedo, and so it's it's pretty eclectic as far as sizes go. But you're only going to find one size per blend. What size was this? That is a uh, five and a half by fifty-four box press Robusto, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I I tell you, I'm I'm a typically a Toro guy mm-hmm. and this yeah you're a half inch shy of a Toro on that you this know? Yeah. press and this mm-hmm. setup as far as the and, and you know a draw makes all the difference in the world absolutely yeah. this is just a splendid draw well and what we wanted to do and again that's more more lessons learned from the retail side as as the buyer for beehive cigars I was faced with okay I really like that blend is the Torpedo the best one? Is the Robusto the best one? Is the Churchill, the Gordo? What am I What am I going to order to highlight that blend the best for my customers? Well, right? and, and am I going on an adventure or am I just right. looking for right. the one-stop shop? Right. So we've kind of taken that guesswork out of it for you. We are highlighting the blend in the size that showcases those flavors the best. And that's it. It's one I, size and done. I am so impressed by the story behind the symbology and and it's a it's a great it's a great story it's one of those um it's a weird way of paying homage i guess to our roots we're not trying to begrudge anybody we're not trying to make fun of the mormon faith uh we're here to say hey those are our roots uh that path led us to where we are and we want to embrace that part of our history and uh, if we can do it by making some cool marketing and some cool logos, you know, why not? I it just, tells the story. I just think yeah. it's fascinating yeah. the thought that went into it. I mean, it's great that you had, obviously, a, a significant amount of education in your upbringing around the faith sure, yeah, to yeah. be able to just, oh, hey, here, just let's follow this path with the... <laughs> the it's, it's, really, it's really fascinating. And it's unlike yeah. anybody else's story. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's us, right? All we can do is, you know, we're not here to reinvent the wheel. We're not here to try to be some hip, cool rock star brand. We're just, we're just here to be us, and that happens to be who we are. So it's a beautiful I think cigar. authenticity goes a long way. Yeah. I'm really impressed. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And I'm really grateful that you took the time to hang out. Me too. Yeah. 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 What, uh, do you have anything else that you want to focus on for... You know, we've got, uh, yeah, we've got, we've got obviously uh, a, a great desire to, to be out and about and, and in your neighborhoods. Uh, so if there are retailers who are curious about us, apostatecigars.com is the way to go. Uh, you, can, you can see our story there. You can see the blends there. You can see our list of retailers. We also have an events page there that'll tell you where we're going to be coming up. So I, I love meeting new people. Uh, that's probably what I'm most passionate about in this business is all well, the connections. It's a, it's so a, it's a 
wonderful time in the oh, yeah. young company coming up with this kind of quality, this kind sure. of uh, uh, selection and and story. I mean, this this is a this is a really promising adventure. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun for us. We 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 see the potential, and we're just trying to do our best to not get in our own way. <laughs> you know, what I mean? we're we're so grateful to be working with Hochi Blanco and his team over there at Tabaclara Palma. Uh, without those guys and the ingredients they have and the construction they have, just, I feel like we'd be yards behind. You know, yeah. Just, no, this is yeah, this is an absolutely first-class construction. Thank you. Beautiful blend. And uh, Hochi gives us full reign of the place. When we fly down there to do blending, he he turns us loose. We we get to do whatever we want. Um, initially, I don't know that he wanted us uh, taking advantage of the quality of tobacco that we're taking advantage of. But when it turned into a good product. He was very agreeable, you know. So no, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's good. We go down, we do the blending, we we hang out, we learn more, we learn as much as we can while we're there, and that that does better on the next trip. We we carry it over. So we're just having fun, but we do feel extremely lucky. Yeah. Well, we'll spread the word. We'll circulate our enthusiasm Thank for you. apostate cigars. Thank you. And uh, look forward to watching your yeah. success. And I appreciate that. The adventure continues. It You'll continues. have to keep us updated. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely, it's a journey. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I'm grateful. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, awesome.